Right. <coughs> Good afternoon and you're very welcome to Home Patrick here on the east coast of the country in lovely Scaries for the next two hours or so as Scaries host Bruff in the Division 2B promotion final of the Energy All-Ireland League. I'm Breffney Early and today for the next two hours I'm joined by former Munster and Ireland uh, player Killian Keane who's going to be giving us a bit of local knowledge here, a Scaries man through and through. Uh, Killian, uh, it's a great day for the club here today, uh, both clubs I suppose, but particularly for Harry Scaries to be hosting it. Yeah, it's great. Um, these, these type of occasions are fantastic and you couldn't p- find two finer clubs in Irish rugby than Scaries and Brough and it's a, it's a fitting finale to the, to the year. Obviously it was clear earlier on that Instonians were going to be the runaway w- winners of this league and all the other teams had their sights set on that second spot and obviously Brough... Uh, went away in the semi-final, managed to beat Galwegians in Galway, who were second from bottom in Division 2B, and have earned the right to, to be here today. There's a huge crowd here from Brough, there's a huge crowd from Scaries, and uh, it's, it's, it's not too windy, and it's not raining, and uh, we're all set for a, for a great final. The mini rugby teams are lining out on the far side of the field, under the scoreboard, to welcome the Scaries team out onto the pitch. Absolutely, teams just coming out here, uh, both teams getting a, a rousing reception. Uh, nice to see both teams, not just the, the home side, getting the, the reaction from the crowd. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think that's one of the beauties of the AIL. You know, the spectators respect both sides, and rough. The Scaries have had many good games over the years, um, and um, we're, you know, we're all set for a, for a big day. So... Uh, We'll run through the teams here very quickly for you uh, just before we get started in the next couple of minutes here at home. Patrick, for Scaries, uh, starting from full-back, Roshin Mulcahy, uh, Ronan Mulcahy, apologies, uh, fills the full-back jersey, while Oshin McKee and Davy Goodman are on the wings. Mike Sherlock partners Kevin McGrath, who captains the side in the centre for Scaries. Oh, uh, Paul O'Loughlin at out-half, while Owen Caron is at scrum-half. In the pack, Cormac Murray, K- Kieran Leonard and Trevor Scuffle across the front row. Sam Deering and Ross Halligan. Uh, form the second row while at the, the back of the scrum uh, Barry Murphy Josh Erickson on the wings while Peter O'Neill will fill the number 8 role for Bruff at the full back position it's Keen Clifford on the wing Mark Fitz and Shane Duggan Andy O'Byrne and Jack O'Grady are in the centre Sean Kilbridge and Jake O'Reardon are at half backs while Killian Ray Palmer Johnny Cleary are in the back row Second row is Brendan Gleeson, Tom O'Dwyer, while the front row is Brendan Kyo, Tom Quigley and Kieran O'Dwyer as we get ready to kick off here. And the ball has started, the ref has got proceedings underway and it's a good start here. Uh, Killian, what's your expectations for the game? Look, I think it's going to be a tight, nervy affair. Um, rough for, for people who know Scaries are playing from the seawall end down towards the, the graveyard or Scumpy's Garden as it's known. And um, it's it's about you know who who's going to take their chances. Who's going to finals are, are won uh, on key moments. And, and obviously, Brough, a typical monster side. They've got a lot of good schools players in their team. They've uh, you know uh, Jake O'Reardon in at nine. So uh, you know, they'll be very much up for this game. Absolutely, early line out here for Scaries, and it's a bit of a a mess there on the end. But they do recover the ball, and uh, but they've lost possession. It's going to be a penalty uh, for holding on at the on the ground as uh, Jake O'Reardon has the ball in hand but he's going to probably be given that to his out half to kick for touch and imagine just on the 5 metre line or the 10 metre line just inside the uh, 
the Scaries half and it looks like aiming yeah. at the post it's a it's an ambitious one to start but as you said in the introduction no wind really today yeah there's a light breeze coming off the sea and um, you know so this kick is we're just on the 15 meter line 10 you know 10 meter 10 meter line 15 in so and he's a looks like he's a right footed kicker so it's it's it probably is just on his range yeah uh, Sean Kilbridge here he's the Abbey Field uh, Joe player um, so uh, you know a, a slightly nervy start for Scaries. Uh, they did win the line out um, but wasn't clean possession Brough were able to capitalise and force the turnover absolutely so as Kilbride just gets ready to, uh, to have a strike at this it's a, a decent effort he has whatever little bit of wind there is is behind him as he runs through his motions here this to get Brough up and running in the early exchanges here it looks good from a distance and it looks just inside that far post does it have the distance yes yeah. it does the two touchdowns just slides go up and we're up and running Brough three points to no score in the second minute of the match yeah good start for Brough and you can just hear the the, uh, the, the Brough the large Brough contingent uh, they've travelled in, in huge numbers which is great to see and it's a, it's a really good start for Brough and we're back again with the restart from Scaries. I think it's Paul O'Loughlin there with the drop kick and he sends it right down into the corner here Mark Fitz under it comes forward catches it well breaks through two Scaries players as he approaches the 10 metre line but it's back to uh, number 7 that's uh, Pat Meyer the captain of course of this Brough side and they have a nice bit of confidence here as they move it through the lines out the side out into the centre and out the far side full back Keane Clifford comes into the play gets swallowed up by two Scaries players but they recycle again and O'Reardon at the base of that rook uh, that's good defence from Scaries as they manage to avoid letting them over the gain line but Brough go again still in possession flat pass there but it's a knock on from Brendan Gleeson uh, just that maybe didn't quite expect that pass to come to him I think yeah you can already see early ambition from, from Brough to look, looking to move the ball and you can see the, the early influence even at this stage of Jake O'Reardon at 9 who he's moving his, his team around but uh, you, you might have thought they might have put boot to ball there they were deep inside their own half so this gives Scaries now an attacking scrum middle of the field 5 metres outside the bluff 22 so an ideal attacking position for Scaries yeah they've got uh, players in the outfield uh, on both sides so uh, plenty of options here for scrum half Owen Caron he's just waiting for the referee to set the first scrum of the day I've just given the instructions to the referee of course Andrew Fogarty from Knocklecarra in Galway so another good Connacht man involved today I'm going to take the kudos for that one but uh, Owen Caron now it's a good push from Brough but they've uh, fouled the scrum referee giving a penalty and this is a, an opportunity maybe to draw level for Scaries it's yeah. a very kickable yeah, opportunity yeah you expect Ronald Mulcahy to, to kick this he's kicked really really well all season so uh, just early signs that Brough might, might have some forward dominance of the scrum but as you say referee Fogarty deemed that uh, I think, I'm not sure quite what the, the infringement was for uh, but uh, it does give Scaries a chance to uh, to get back. So, so you can see that the wind is, is it's into Ronan's Ronan Mulcahy's face, but he's about 35, 40 meters, 35 meters outside the uh, the goals. So um, yeah, just about 30 yards out, and uh, Ronan Mulcahy with the opportunity now to equalise. It's three 0 to Brough at the moment. Uh, just over five minutes on the clock. And a solid strike from Mulcahy. Yeah. It looks good from here. Tushu is happy with it. And it's uh, free all here in the uh, probably the biggest game of the season for both these teams. Oh, without a doubt. That's a great kick by Ronald Mulcahy. He's been, he's been flawless off the boot all season. Of course, he is uh, 
rich pedigree. His grandfather, Bill Mulcahy, was a, a lion and played for Ireland, of course, has his own West Limerick roots. Uh, but uh, Dr. Bill will be not cheering on the Limerick side today, but that's, a, that's, a, that's an important three points for Scaries because they had a slightly nervy start, and uh, that should hopefully settle them down. Kilbridge now with the ball in hand, and he restarts that, but it's not going to go the full ten. Uh, ref does indeed agree with that, and it's going to be brought back uh, to the halfway line. Uh, those kind of mistakes can prove very costly in a game of today's importance. Yeah, they can. Uh, just they, they fail to go the uh, the ten the ten meters from the kickoff. Uh, so, as an out half, when uh, when that happens, you sort of you look to the skies and your forward pack turn around to you and say, "Hey, what was that about?" But, uh, nice tackies, kid. We're back on the. Uh, the Teddy Hurlan came there giving us some advice from the, from the sideline but uh, it was scrum at halfway uh, due to the, the rough restart not going 10 metres uh, so uh, another put into the scrum here from Owen Karen. as you can hear the big crowd building around us here and uh, a very very filling up home Patrick good move out there from the back of the scrum from Scaries. Uh, looks to be uh, Travis no um Kevin McGrath in possession. He's tackled well, but it's back to Owen Karen again. Karen to break the game line, but it comes back again to another phase of play, and it's out through the hands. Good move there from Paul O'Loughlin, and he's got it nice and wide there. Out to, it looks to be Oshin McKee on the far side. Uh, again, swallowed up by two rough defenders, but it's Scaries who retain possession just inside the 10 meter line, inside the rough half. And they brought the ball back into the centre of the field as Karen again goes for ball. That's a lovely little kick through. Is it going to go out? It's just lovely little bounce there. A lovely kick through right inside the 22 for Bruff. Yeah, uh, it's scary settling into it now, Bruffley. And uh, they, they moved it a, a, a couple of phases. They moved Bruff around and then Paul O'Rourke just put foot to ball and he pinned Bruff back into just inside their 22. Bruff will have the line out. Um, so the game is it's beginning to settle down now. Yeah, Kieran Leonard with the foot in to the, the line out here. He's ever present this season. Sorry, Tom Quigley, I was looking wrong. Wrong team, I mixed up the, the jerseys here. Uh, Tom Quigley has the, the throw. It's very delayed, but it's well won there by Bruff, and they've secured that nicely in the hands of Johnny Cleary. But they're being pushed back by a very, very impressive Scary's front unit. Back to the hands of O'Riordan. Expected a little box kick here. It is indeed, but looks to be going out in the full. He's inside the 22, so no issue. And it will be a, a line out just around, just shy of halfway. Good clearance there from the under 19 international. Yeah, he looks a fine player already. Um, and uh, yeah, Brooks just won the line out. Tried them all for you know just a few seconds, just to suck some of the Scary's players in. And then uh, Jake O'Riordan with a nice, uh, nice clearance. And as we said, he's, he's settled nicely into this game. Good lineup from Scaries to the back and well caught there. Looked like he might have missed it, but he just gathered it at the second attempt. A nice little behind the pass move there. So it goes the far side and it's out to the far wing now with McKee. McKee under pressure. Comes back inside. And Scaries again in possession. They're approaching the 22 on the far side. Nice little break there. Lovely line break. For Scaries, he's around the first two players, but taken down by the second. That was uh, Paul O'Loughlin with a great burst through there. He's now outside, but they're short on numbers out here on the far side. A good tackle 
by this wing Mark Fitz for Brough uh, still Scary is in possession and they've got real momentum built now as they cross well inside the 22 but 15 yards short of the try line good pass out from the out half finds O'Loughlin outside him and great burst through but well caught out by the uh, Brough line out the far side then again O'Loughlin in fine form today he's a lovely distributor of the, of the ball but it uh, seems to have come back on the scary side again. They power through, but good work by Bruff to keep them at the same distance from that try line. Still about 10 or 12 yards shy as they try and go again. But phase after phase, they're just pummeling the, the Bruff back line. They have an extra body out wide now if they can get it out to him. A good touch around the back, but unfortunately it's bounced. But it's ended up in the hands of Mulcahy. Mulcahy does well to keep that ball alive. And back here for Karen to go again. Karen inside to... I think it's Josh Erickson in possession there. And it's back outside then to one of the props, Cormac Murray. And ref has seen something yeah. knock on there. Very interesting passage of plays. So it's 3 all uh, in, in the game, just for anyone who's dialed in, 10 minutes into this game. Uh, but Scary's really brought Brough through a number of phases there. Paul Lockham's moving the ball, using his centres, using Mikey Sherlock and Kevin McGrath. Ross Holligan hit up twice. Um, but Brough defended it well um, you, you would have thought at times they were stretched particularly when they got out of the wing here to, to Josh Erickson but uh, they managed to their scramble defence was, was, was good in fact they didn't really look under that much pressure and, and ultimately forced a turnover and that's, well, that's one of the key dynamics of modern rugby when you've got the ball you go through the phases you've got to try and capitalise on it absolutely referee just uh, stop and play here stop at the clock as well for attention to be sought for one of the Brough players He's also having a word with the two captains, I think, just about uh, maybe just some of the indiscretions so far in the game. But it's been a fairly open and clean game so far. No real major issues of note. No, no, no. It's it's conditions are perfect. Uh, so and if you, you know, I think for people who do watch the AIL and, and down through all the divisions, um, what I think a lot of people don't quite necessarily understand is the quality of the rugby is very good. Uh, and you can see both sides, including Brook fairly on, kept what you want to keep ball in hand, and kick is, is sort of the last option. So it's a cracking game so far. Just a few players with a bit running repairs, nothing major, a couple of uh, jersey changes, people maybe discarding the base layers. It's not really the day for uh, extra layers today. Well, both sides, I think the tide is in later on, so both sides will be able to go for a swim at, at 4.30. Of course, Scaries have their annual dinner tonight, so it's... Uh, it's a, it's a very, very busy day for the club. Yeah, now a chance now for Brough to clear their lines again. We've seen them try to run situations. They're inside their own 22, uh, but we've seen them try to run the situation from here. It's a very kind of attack-minded focus from them early doors. It is. It looks like Keen Trifford here is lined up at first receiver on the left-hand side. Give Jake O'Reilly an option. He's gone right. Sean could, uh, Andy O'Byrne there. Uh, yeah, kicks for touch and uh, finds a good solid touch around the 10 metre line maybe actually not even that far touch judge is probably a bit harsh on there I think but uh, it won't affect the Scaries fans they'll be happy enough to see uh, just outside the 22 about 30 yards yeah, from their own they'll be a little bit disappointed by that because it was a good scrum platform he had uh, Jacob Reardon had options on either side and Andy O'Byrne possibly might have wanted to get a little bit more distance from that but uh, as it stands it's a Scaries line out 10 metres outside the 22 on the clubhouse side so line out there well won by Scaries and they've got a nice move going here as they approach the 22 it's going to be uh, Karen again with the ball he's just following the pack in front of him they're making nice progress just and break off there lovely from the back of the rook the roll them all even as uh, 
car. Not quite sure what to do. That's a heavy hit there from Scaries, but he's broken through, taken down. Looks to be Mike Sherlock. Uh, well done there. Karen again, a little bit of a dummy. It's now been pushed out through the back line. A couple of bodies outside, and good tackle there from Andy O'Byrne. And that's a fabulous tackle from him. But uh, we're seven or eight yards shy of the try line for Scaries as we go in search of the first try of the game. Karen, a little break, gets past the first man, doesn't get past the next two as he gets taken down there by a combination of Sean Kilbridge and Shane Duggan, I think. Well looped out the far side and he's got extra bodies out there as uh, Mike Sherlock looks to get across, but we are across. It's a try for Scaries. I think Sherlock fed the ball out to the, the winger outside him. Is it Davy Goodman on the far side? Yeah, I think it looks like it was Ronan Mulcahy, but Mikey Sherlock was involved there in, 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 in all of that good play. It really started from a, a line-out mall. Josh Erickson broke away, and then Mikey Sherlock made a post up the middle, and uh, you could actually hear the collision from the sideline. It's amazing that Mikey's able to play today. He's got a, he's got a, a knee problem uh, from the semi-final, but uh, he said there was no way he was going to miss this game. But again, Scaries were able to move Bruff from side to side, and ultimately Paul Lachlan went back right to left, put a spot ball behind. Um, and it looked like Mikey Sherlock it was Mikey. carried again. It was Ronan Mulcahy on the far side that did get the touchdown. So yes, well spotted. And, That's uh, why we have you. That's why we're paying you the big bucks today. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, Ronan Mulcahy is preparing to uh, convert his own try now in the corner. It's a uh, ten. Uh, well, it w- possibly will be ten points to three at the end of this. It's eight three at the moment with the conversion to come. Silence descends here in Scaries. As the kick gets prepared, a lone attacker coming out to try and knock that down, but it looks to be just a tiny bit short. That's a fantastic score. He just measured that to perfection. It just dropped about three or four inches over the bar. But That's a brilliant kick. It was, it was on the five-metre touch line uh, over on the clubhouse side into the wind. And uh, as I said earlier, Ronan has been flawless off the boot all, all season, and that's a, yeah, that's a really important score now. Scary's going to a 10-3 lead. Um, and... Ronan is two from two from the boot. It's a good re- response from Scaries after going that three points down in the first two minutes. Yeah, they had a nervy start, Brefney, which is understandable. You know, they're playing at home and there's a lot of excitement about this game. Um, but, uh, you know, that after that sort of slightly nervy start, they really now have come into the game. And are, are certainly playing, have played all the rugby for the last ten minutes. Great restart there from Bruff and it puts pressure on Scaries and they managed to find touch, but just on their own 22. So... Uh, They'll be relatively happy with that, but yeah, because Bruff now have the, the chance to uh, put some pressure on Scaries of a line out just 40 meters out from the uh, the Scaries line on the left hand side, opposite to the, to the clubhouse. Let's see what they can do. It's well worked by Bruff as they get the possession there and out. In the line to number eight there, Killian Ray, who breaks through. Come back for Reardon again, and Reardon feeds outside. And cut back inside to uh, Johnny Cleary, who gets across. And now another effort here from Brook as they push forward. Just making a couple of technical changes here. Getting a word that audio is a little bit low on Killian. So uh, we'll just uh, move the mic a little bit closer to him. So hopefully you'll be able to hear him now. But viewers mightn't be happy if they can hear me. <laughs> Uh, Bruff attacking out on the 22 middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Across the Johnny Cleary just picked and jammed, went through the middle of the rook, and now the attack from right to left. Uh, Shonker Bridge outside to centre. Oh, well, good hands there from Jack O'Grady as he uh, gets possession, but illegally so, according to their free ball, had gone forward in the pass, and it's going to be a scrum. And 
Scaries can uh, take a bit of a sigh of relief there, I think. Yeah, Ruff will be a little bit disappointed that they didn't hold on to the ball for a couple of more phases. You can see they're a little bit narrower, a bit more direct. But uh, unfortunately, they knocked it on, so Scaries now have a chance to clear their lines. They're on their own 22 uh, on the, the graveyard end for those people that know Scaries. And uh, own, own Karen looks to put the ball into the scrum. Scores to 10 3 to Scaries. Yeah, it's been a bright opening for both teams. Uh, I think both teams are relatively happy. I know Bruff maybe not with the scoreline, but definitely with the performance so far, they've they've defended well and uh, only the one try for either side just yet. About 18 minutes on the clock, but the ref has seen another infringement at the scrum, and it's the second time we've seen uh, Bruff give away uh, penalties in the scrum. Is that a worry for them going forward? Um, yeah, well, it is because they've given away two penalties, so they won't be happy about that. I mean, it, it, it doesn't look like their scrum is under particular pressure, so obviously the referee has seen something that he doesn't like. You can see that um, Paul Collins has come on for, for Brough in the 15 position. Uh, I think Keane Clifford <laughs> seemed to go down in the in the lead-up to the scariest try. So, of course, there's temporary rolling subs in AIL now, so teams can, can bring players back on. Up to 12 different uh, changes can be made. So it's a great sunny day here in uh, Home Patrick. And coming up on the radio, listening to the sports broadcasts, no mention of the AIL at all today. As someone who's been involved in the game for so long at, at the highest level, is it disappointing, you talk about the quality in, in the league, that we don't get the coverage of these games at a national level? Look, I think it's a natural, it's a natural thing. That, you know, that obviously, the four provinces are professional, and that's where people's focus are. But you can see by the crowd here today, I, I, there's certainly over 1,000 here, maybe 1,500. Um, people will support their local team. It, it unfortunately doesn't get uh, maybe as much coverage as it used to. Obviously, Terenure, uh will play Clontarf tomorrow, and that is, you know, that has been televised live, and, and there will be a big crowd at that. So um, it's as popular as ever. The coverage possibly could be better. Yeah. Some of my journalist friends mightn't be happy with me saying that, but uh, they, they'll know in their heart of hearts. But you know, today, you, you know, obviously Connacht played uh, Ulster last night. Two players with Scaries involved in that game. Al O'Connor captained Ulster. Um, and obviously Leinster played at five o'clock. So it, there are clashes. It, it's, it's, it is inevitable that the, the coverage will, will dip a little bit, but... The fair is still very good to watch. Just to confirm, it was actually Shane Duggan who's made way for that substitution. Uh, he just made his way in front of us here on the sideline. But uh, it's Bruff now in possession after they're at scrum just on halfway. <laughs> They've made a couple of yards on that. Uh, well held there by their centre coming into the line. The ball comes back out here to Sean Kilbridge. He f- feeds Andy O'Byrne and O'Byrne releases the winger. But that's a great tackle on Keen Clifford on the far side, I think. Um, it's come back again across and Bruff have been a really positive uh, side but that's a great tackle there from Scaries to force to prop Kieran O'Dwyer right back uh, but Bruff retained possession but Scaries good Jacqueline there from them have they turned it over no they haven't but the ref has seen something that's going to be a knock on and uh, the pressure from that Jackal really did create that opportunity to turn well, the ball over if you, if you look at, at the, you know, the Scaries centres um, you know Mike Sherlock and um they are very, very powerful players, Mike Furlock in particular, and they make a lot of offensive tackles. And what you saw there was, you know, there was some hard carries from Brough, uh, but they didn't really make any ground. And then Barry Murphy was just at that breakdown, went to, to jackal the ball and forced the, the knock-on from Brough. So the Scaries are, are defending well, but they've got two really solid defenders 
uh, in the midfield, which is a big help. Absolutely, yes. Of course, uh, Marquee and all here today. Uh, it's a real kind of festival atmosphere uh, around the club. Uh, we talked about kind of what this means to a, a club, but what would promotion mean for a club like Scarries today? Well, I think it would be a great reward for this team. You know, they've been knocking on the door in Division 2C for the last number of years. Um, obviously, there was a couple of COVID interrupted seasons where, you know, the, the, the usual rules in terms of promotion relegation were postponed. So, um, you know, they've been very consistent in this league. Obviously, you know, last year they went all the way and, and got beaten in the last, the, the equivalent final uh, against Ennis Gorthy. Um, so, you know, they'll feel that their uh, their day has come but you've got to win it on the scoreboard but thankfully the scoreboard is 10-3 is in their favour so far so as you say there's a marquee up on the far side the annual club dinner is on tonight um, so if uh, if Scaries do win we could be here for a few days Brittany <laughs> you'll be back reporting to work on Tuesday or Wednesday I you brought your sleeping bag <laughs> it's going to be a good day I think uh, win lose or draw but a win would definitely be sweeter for the home side uh, going into the festivities this evening but a uh, bit of a break and play here uh, one of the Bruff players I think is one of their props is getting attention on the far side of the field just the physio running him through his uh, mobility on the far side looks to be having an issue with a shoulder perhaps yeah but, and we mentioned Scaries but we must, we must mention Bruff as well There's a huge crowd here they're a, an amazing club uh, they produce some great players you think of John Hayes Tom Hayes I think of Stephen Kyo Nidus Kyo who's, 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 who's a coach of, of Bruff today Peter Malone um, so they're, they're a fantastic club and of course they, they won the Munster Senior Cup not so long ago and won the All-Ireland Cup so they know how to get the job done on final day Absolutely and a scrum here just inside the Scaries half it's Scaries with the put in though and they will uh, hope to build on this base but it's a good push from Bruff and they forced the ball out quickly Scaries now on the move uh, there's an unfortunate knock on there but it's an intercepted and it's going to be advantage played here and that's great work I think by Jake O'Reardon in support of the man who made the interception O'Reardon has been taken down but the ball now been scrapped for on the far side Scaries have won it back that's a real good fight from both sides in that last couple of seconds but Scaries now with a bit of an opportunity with the Bruff not quite organised right in front of them but they're organised enough to slow them down and regroup and it's uh, back to Scaries in possession that ball knocked on I think there but ref calling it back for an earlier infringement it's going to be a penalty for offside against Bruff and uh, Scaries they lost the ball but they did very very well to win that back yeah interesting passage play they were under a small bit of pressure from the scrum but they went on the left hand side and Mikey Sherlock just tried to hit a short ball on Kevin McGrath and sometimes you know they, they can come off and you, you make a clean break but it just the ball just bobbled out and Brough turned it over but that's a missed touch uh, from that penalty missed touch there Collins picked it up but uh, the ball is is, is um, blocked and it's, it's into touch more or less where we were so, yeah his, uh, the ball did miss touch Collins Clear, caught the ball and then uh, tried to send it back but his kick blocked down and out into touch the only difference being the, who gets the control of the put, of the put into the li- line out which is going to be rough Correct. in this instance Correct. But Scaries will, there's a couple of warning signs there Scaries will need to be accurate Bruff will capitalise on any mistakes like any good monster side Bruff uh, there with a nice uh, take in the line out and a good push here they move forward with 4 or 5 metres from the line out position uh, Jake O'Reardon just waiting for the ball to come back to him he has it now at his feet and inside to Brendan Gleeson not the Hollywood actor I'm sure but uh, equally at home in the pack today and uh, O'Reardon again with the ball in hand kick kick over the top nice little uh, Gary Owen uh, caught well at the back there by uh, Scaries and uh, they're a bit indecisive about what they want to do with it but they've been uh, 
taken in by the rough defenders and they're just on their own 10 meter line inside their own half as they push on and a good tackle there from Gleason as he slows down the attack for Scary Scary nice little breakthrough there but taken out of it by Andy O'Byrne that's a good tackle from the the Bruff centre a lovely little pass out to the fullback on the far side and it's good work there I think that might be actually a Mike Sherlock in possession but uh, back inside Scary's again constantly just pushing through the phases and good tackle again from Andy O'Byrne he's been everywhere today for Bruff in the centre we talked about the physicality of the, the Scary centres but they're not shy of a tackle or two and that's a good little burst there on the far side from Scary's and just taken out of it at the last minute great tackle but it's been reco- recovered uh, fortuitously enough by Scary's but they'll take it they've earned that little bit of luck as it comes across uh, good work there Kieran uh, Leonard in possession puts inside and another little fine pass through uh, to looks to be uh, Peter O'Neill I think breaks through and coming out here with bodies over on the near side for Scary's could they get in for try number two as Barry Murphy gets tackled and uh, recovered the ball well there and it's good good challenge from uh, Paul Collins according to the referee he's given a, a knock on advantage here to Scary as it looks to be but uh, looked to be very quick out of the line potentially offside ref not impressed though and he's uh, happy to proceed with the play as we go Scary's now moving through the phases outside a good hefty tackle from again that man Andy O'Byrne in the centre for Bruff he's been an absolute colossus for them but it comes out to uh, Halligan on the far side Ross Halligan takes the ball into contact as Scary's looking for that opportunity just to break the line comes back outside and we've been backing across the, the field a few times now as Scary's look to prod and probe at that Bruff defence opportunity here now as they get through but the second tackle uh, looks to be Johnny Cleary combining with a teammate to bring down the, the Scary's attack and now we're f- five yards short of the line what can they find here a lovely little break there from the half but he's just been pulled back and a great tackle by the combination of Bruff players and but Bruff have been defending exceptionally well here. Scaries do hold on the ball. They're now three, four metres shy of the line. Uh, it's just all Scaries at the moment. Bruff doing everything they can to hold the ball out. A lovely little break there. And it's going to be a cross and it's a try. And it's Paul O'Loughlin. And the out half. And it's been coming for a while. Yeah, that's been coming. It was, and there was probably 10 plus passages of play there. Some big, big carries from from uh, both the second rows for Scaries from, from both Sam Deering and Ross Halligan and again Paul O'Loughlin just pulling the pulling the strings and moving Bruff around and whilst Bruff have defended incredibly well and the Scaries against a lot of other sides would have scored much earlier in that in that passive play but it just eventually they just ran out of numbers and it was Paul O'Loughlin himself who was able to just duck inside take a step his man and was able to put the ball down under the post and, and uh, you know conversion under the post to come that should take the lead out to 17-3 which is a, a big big lead in a in the context of a, a playoff final like this but Scaries have been very impressive with ball in hand and it's been a, a that is a conversion there from Mulcahy it is 17-3 as you mentioned Killian but uh, probably the biggest tell of, of that whole passage of play was after it happened two or four lads down getting a bit of attention yeah. some big heavy hits in that r- play as well it's so much easier to play when you have the ball and rather than when you're defending and, and was well, Bruff are def- defending manfully as you would expect it is tiring and it is a you know it is a warm day and uh, having the ball in hand is, it's just so much easier to play the game that way one of those Pierre O'Dwyer uh, makes way after taking a bit of a knock in that he's replaced by TJ Coffey uh, as, as we approach uh, just coming up on the half hour mark here in the game probably just a little bit shy of it as uh, oh. that's a great steal there and it's going to be an unbelievable try from Bruff 
I've said to you a couple of moments ago that Scary's needed to be accurate. They were just a little bit loose there, and they've managed to give an interception try to Brendan Vleeson, who just skates in. And that's a real easy score for Bruff that they, that will keep them hanging in this game. But this is the point about Munster teams, about teams like Bruff. They will capitalise on any error that you make. And Scary's just ran out from the, from the restart, maybe a little bit relaxed. They've gone into a big lead. Um, and uh, just through a sloppy pass and uh, the rest is history so Wolf now have a chance to convert this uh, Sean Kilbride he, he got his early penalty so you would expect him to it's sort of midway between the 5 metre and the 15 and he's taken it just outside the 22 but that's that's the warning that I, I mentioned earlier on you they, have to be accurate they talk about it in so many different sporting codes about being so cautious after you've scored to not concede and literally 60 seconds not even 30 seconds after the restart yeah it, it's, a, it's, it's a sucker blow and it looks like that kick has gone over so we're now back to 17-10 and uh, that will you know that will definitely uh, give boost or Bruff that boost because at 17-3 it wasn't looking too good for them or a half an hour in a big 10 minutes now before half time when you compare how much effort it took Scaries to get their seven points versus how easy that came for Bruff, is that a worry for Scaries that they might exert too much energy? Uh, not really. I mean, I think that's the way players play. They play ball in hand. They stretch teams around, and, and you know they'll back themselves. But they just just need to sort of make sure that they don't have any more silly errors like that. From a neutral's point of view, though, it does keep the game alive, uh, which is uh, always good. I'm sure the Bruff supporters listening in from Limerick won't be upset about it either. No. As Bruff now uh, take that restart and they work again, a clearing kick right down the middle from uh, Sean Kilbridge. And it bounces nicely into the hands of the fullback there for Scaries. And he sends it up to give a teammate an opportunity to chase after. But it hasn't gone quite as far as he expected to. And it's going to fall into a pair of Bruff hands. And uh, the sun, of course, it's nice and bright today. It's hard enough when the ball is in the sky to see where it is, I'd imagine. Uh, but it's going to be a penalty and Scaries get an opportunity to get the ball back. Yeah, Not quite sure the infringement there. It's been an untidy couple of minutes for Scaries. They'll, they'll, you know, I'm sure the coaches, um, when they get to speak to them at halftime, will just get them to calm down and settle. settle. It was a loose enough kickback. Rough caught it. Uh, went down that right wing. Uh, but ultimately, Scaries had good work at the breakdown. Um, forced that penalty. So Scaries now with a, a line-out just inside the bruff half on the, on the clubhouse side no mistake this time uh, they do make touch and it's going to be the line out for scaries so uh, with just under seven or eight minutes left of this game um, what would scaries want to do do they want to get another score before the half uh, yeah ideally I mean that, 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 that interception now has just sort of really changed the dynamic of the game they were in, in great shape at 17-3 now it's 17-10 um, and uh, there was a, a crooked line out uh, there, a crooked throw in the line out. It is, it is, there's a, there's a light breeze coming off the, the sea, in fairness. So, um, scrum now, both have a scrum on the right hand side of the field on their own 10, 10 meter line. But back to your point, Preffy, Scaries will be annoyed that they've allowed Buff back into this game um, with an intercept. I mean, an intercept is just a killer. Um, so, I think they will want to settle down now before half time, certainly not concede any more scores. Bruff now with the put in to the scrum and uh, Jake O'Riordan again uh, caught but he gets out of the tackle and Andy O'Byrne now in possession a little kick out to the wing here it's going to be towards Mark Fitz but he just can't keep the ball in uh, it does bounce so it's not going to affect the position yeah, of the line out so cross field kick that we see so much in the game um, Jake O'Riordan was just was half hassled at, at, at the base of that scrum but you know, certainly Bruff looked comfortable at scrum time but Owen Karen just 
interfered with uh, Jake O'Riordan, but Andy O'Byrne then just put a sort of a half-field cross-kick, uh, and it very nearly bopped Penscott for, for Mark Fitz. Line out for Scaries here now, and well worked, uncontested, goes up nicely down to the scrum half, and it's back inside here as it breaks through and gets through that tackle very easily, but a trail at hand there from Sean Kilbride gets him back inside as it goes outside now through the hands and it's out onto the far side in the centre for Scaries. They elect to come back in and that's a well work from Karen back in towards the middle of the field. He finds another teammate there. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I can't make out the numbers from this distance uh, but it's one of the forwards as yeah, he comes back inside. Good carry by Cormac Murray. And that's good work there from number 12 Mike Sherlock. Influential in that first try as Ronald McCahey who benefited for that first try as well uh, carries it up to almost just shy of the 22 as we go again here for Scaries and Bruff they've been resilient in defence all day and uh, that hasn't changed as they look to go again another rook there just uh, scrum half at the base looking to get the ball out nice little kick through and that's a lovely little pass if he gets it away but it's come off a couple of hands potentially a knock on but the ref has not said anything going to be uh, scary to benefit from that and the ball back on the scary side five yards shy of the corner as we go again they've been proven lethal from this kind of location two visits to here and they've really come with two tries from those two attempts comes back outside now and it's going to be through the hands they've got bodies on outside they've got space in the wing if they can get in but unfortunately it just hasn't quite worked out for Ronan Mulcahy he's just knocked the ball forward but I'm sure the ref will bring it back for the scrum because the other option is the line out here in the corner, uh, but he has called it back indeed for yeah, the scrum. It's going to be the knock on. Again, really good play from Scaries. It all started with a crossfield kick from Paula Lockton to onto Ushi McKee's wing. Scaries uh, managed to regather the ball, and they they had a, a really good try scoring opportunity in this bottom right hand corner. And uh, Mikey Sherlock, he had a, a sort of a, a two on one, um, and it was a difficult pass. Unfortunately, just didn't go to hand. Mikey could have possibly got himself. He's so strong and powerful. He's been very influential in this game so far. But that's a real another let off for Bruff. Uh, score remains 17-10. We have about 35 minutes of, of no, unstopped time, but the ref has stopped it for a couple of times. So we probably have about maybe seven or eight minutes of play at least uh, here in this first half. It's been an entertaining game. The conditions here, as we've mentioned a few times. The sun splitting the stones. It's a lovely seaside uh, day, effectively. No, very little wind, which is always a nice bonus when you're playing alongside the, the ocean. It's a pint bottle of Bulmer's Day, uh, definitely. So I'll treat you to, to one after this game. But uh, we're just uh, game is de- as you say, it's delicately poised. You can see the real contrast in style. Scaries want to move the ball at all times, try to stretch Bruff, but as I said, Bruff will defend manfully as as any monster team will so it's a, it's a seven point game I think it's hard to know who will be the happier and to a certain extent Buff will be happy that they're only seven points down um, now I think they will play into the elements in the second half but I think from Scary's point of view I think they'll continue to back themselves they'll keep moving the ball they're getting really good line possession Josh Erickson in particular they're throwing him up the um, element's not really a major factor though today not really no not really which is unusual for Spurs. Anywhere along the sea, as we said, uh, has potential to be any kind of a day. It's a uh, uh, scrum here for Scaries, just on their own five-metre line, so under pressure here. Sorry, a scrum for Bruff here on their own five-metre line, as Bruff uh, looked to clear the lines, but it's, uh, it's 
a seven point deficit they have about seven or eight minutes shy of the half time break and Irish under 19 international uh, hands in the scrum the ref didn't see it was blind to it uh, surprised the touch judge didn't quite uh, pick up on that or are you allowed to do that player put the hand down and roll it back it looked, it looked illegal for me certainly the local thought but uh, the referee decided to let it play Andy O'Byrne just took it up in the middle and now Brooke kicked it down to the halfway line Roman McKay has it again pass to Davy Goodman right to left comes good. up the middle good work there by Andy O'Byrne but he can't get hands on the ball and a bit of indecision there from the scrum half uh, Owen Caron for Scaries, but it's back no so indecision this time and we've got a bit of a run here down the wing that's a great tackle there uh, on uh, Barry Murphy from the Bruff side and uh, I think it was number 7 Palmar just came in and made really good contact and just not releasing the ball on the ground and the ref has given a, a penalty to Bruff and you can hear it you can hear the Bruff contingent that's the type of rugby that I like Scary just didn't quite resource that role because it, you know, it was out on the on the fringes and uh, We've got probably one of their few penalties in this first half, but that's a that's a significant uh, turnover. Yeah, Sean Kilbridge with the ball in hand here, and he is gonna be just trying to get as much distance as he can down there. Not overly, I'd say, happy with where that's ended up. He hasn't quite made halfway, uh, which would be disappointing. But I suppose touch is the key thing. Yep. Any yard half will tell you that. With Rory Carell listening down in Mayo. You've got to get your touch. So we'll all be too disappointed they have a line out on the, the opposite side from the clubhouse on the 10 metre line. Good line out from Bruff there as they've worked that really nicely into the hands of O'Riordan and he finds a player outside him and ends up in the hands of Killian Ray who takes the impact from the Scaries defence. Uh, O'Riordan now again out to Kilbridge. And he finds his full back, Keen Clifford. And that's a fairly solid tackle from Scaries, but uh, they've managed to maybe turn that over there illegally, according yeah, to the referee. It was a penalty. It was a penalty, just slightly over exuberant at that at that rook. It was Bruff didn't have a lot of numbers there. Jake O'Riordan was just getting ready to play the ball. One of the Scaries players just came in from the side, Richie McCaw-esque, but uh, unfortunately, the penalty was given and it was a correct call by the referee. So uh, that's a much better kick. Although I think he's been maybe harshly done there by the touch judge in terms of where the ball crossed the line. It seemed to be a good bit up the line, but it's going to be a, a, a throw just inside the 10-metre line, inside the Scaries half. So just to recap, we are 17-10 here to Scaries. Two tries to Scaries, one to Bruff, uh, a penalty each as well as Bruff win that line out and get a nice rolling ball here. Yeah, it's been put under pressure from Scaries. Not making any ground though, and I'm sure the referee will start telling him to hurry up and get it out of there. And O'Riordan does exactly that. Uh, lovely little tackle there in the mid- in midfield by Mike Sherlock, I think, on the far side by Scary, just to slow down that attack. It's nearly a breakthrough for O'Riordan as he breaks through, but he's been taken down and uh, well held on the ground, and he can't release the ball, and it's going to be a penalty to Scary's. Yeah, he just had a little snipe around the side there, and he was a half break. You could see his qualities looking for the gap, but. As often is the case in rugby, when you make a half break, you become isolated. Uh, and Scary's won that turnover. And now Paul put the ball to this non. And he has found his fine touch. Just on halfway. So it's 17 uh, 10 as we approach. We're in injury time now in, uh, in the first half. 
there have been a few stoppages so I would imagine we'll probably have a couple of more minutes to play in this we've just crossed the 31 minute line as the ball has been knocked backwards according to the referee and that's a great kick through from Johnny Clear he's just put the uh, turned the, the full back as they go on the far side uh, he just kind of met it on the volley and now it's up to Scaries to try and get out of their half which they've done really really nicely that's a great little through from uh, Oshin McKee and he's kicked that nicely and just taken an unfortunate bounce uh, from a Scaries point of view but it's going to be Keen Clifford to try and regroup but that looks to be a forward pass and it is indeed and that's really put pressure on the Brook side he was under pressure anyway very little support he was he was uh, it's a fascinating passage of play you know you saw Johnny Cleary just fly hack the ball down Peter Romani yes but uh, Scary did very well to tidy it up at the back and then Oshin, Oshin McKee broke free kicked the ball down and Keane Clifford was under pressure he initially beat the first defender you could see what he was trying to do he was trying to link up with some of his outside backs who would come up, who would come back but unfortunately the pass just drifted forward and um, this gives now Scary's a scrum and again and in a really good attacking position just inside the buff 22 yeah, on the middle of the field so um, yeah, just again another stoppage here for uh, attention to a bruff player it's been a fairly high attrition rate for oh, both it's, sides it's very physical <laughs> at one stage we heard you know Mike Sherlock uh, you know he crashed anything it might have been Andy O'Byrne or it might even have been Jack O'Grady but you could hear the, the, the impact from here is, these players are are powerful and it's a it's a very good standard very good advertisement for the AL. I suppose the casual viewer who doesn't get to the much AIL games might be listening to a game probably for the first or second time this year. It's the the difference in this and, and the professional game isn't exactly that huge. Like there are players dropping out of academies to play at this level week yeah. in, week out. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the standard is very, very good, uh, and you probably get a little bit more room and a little bit more time at AIL. And actually, dare I say it, it can be sometimes nicer to watch. These two sides, uh, they've met twice this season. Scaries have won both times by a single score each time, but they've been high-scoring encounters. Yeah. And uh, they've been full of tries, as you mentioned. Yeah, they have. And um, certainly, uh, you know, both won't be... Uh, yeah, the, the referee seems to have an issue with... Uh, you know, Brendan Kell here on the loose head side for, for Bruff because whilst Bruff are going forward I think he's accusing him of, 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 of wheeling the scrum around it, some of the Bruff players are a little bit disappointed by that decision but uh, what it does is it gives Roman Mulcahy a, a chance to, to take the score from 17-10 out to 20-10 on what you think is probably the stroke of half time Is this a good decision just to put that little bit of an insurance between them or does it matter at this stage of the game? Well I think you know when it comes to finals you know there's no bonus points there's no try bonus points it, it's all about taking any opportunity that comes your way so certainly in the context of the game it feels like this is the right decision and, and, and Ronan has been you know, incredibly accurate off the boot all season so if it goes over it'll be the right decision Brittany <laughs> Absolutely as always uh, results based uh, Mulcahy now just uh, preparing going through the, the motions here a few little stabs at the ground just visualising where the ball is going to go and silence descends in home Patrick once again for what is likely to be one of the last kicks of the half Scaries make it double scores that's a great from him it's 20 points to 10 it is indeed half time and it's uh, 
Scaries who lead here in home Patrick by 10 points uh, 20 points to 10 two tries from them from uh, if memory serves Ronan Mulcahy with the second uh, with the first and the second one with uh, Paul O'Loughlin uh, before uh, a really really good breakaway try an intercept try from uh, Brendan Gleeson we have a few younger, uh, handsome men coming here to be interviewed. Ross McCauley, stalwart of Scaries and captain. So, Ross, take my mic and give us, uh, give us your thoughts at halftime. Ross, it's, uh, you're very welcome, Ross. Uh, you've been put forward as a, uh, someone to keep us entertained for the next uh, five or ten minutes or so. Yeah, I'll do my best, yeah. Uh, talk to us about how important this is for a club like Scaries to be in days like this, to have crowds like this, to have this kind of buzz around the club and the potential benefits of, of getting into 2B next season. Yeah, no, it's massive for the club, like good, good local club, very much like Ruff. Um, you know, the whole squad made up of local lads, which is brilliant. So it's absolutely gigantic for the club. You can see here a massive crowd down, marquee up, everything. So... Yeah, and it's kind of like it's three or four years in the making, really, uh, for us. So it, hopefully we can get away with the right results. And, yeah, I think if the boys can make it and they can get the win here and we get up to, to 2B, uh, it's well-deserved. I think we can survive there with the, with the squad strength and everything that we have there in the depth. So. A little birdie tells me that you've played a 2B yourself. May even have got promoted out of it uh, in the last decade or so. Um, what's the ambition of the club? Like, is, is that where the club want to be, at the top end of 2B, maybe even further up the, the food chain? Yeah, I think so. We we spent a bit of time in two A before as well, um, and I think we're, you know, we're we're a good sort of. We're, we've got a great little youth system coming through and teenagers, everything. So I think we have that to compete there. Um, but as long as we're competitive in whatever league we're in, but yeah, I'd say definitely the ambition of the club is, is keep climbing. You know, and I, I don't see any reason why two B two A can't be in the next shot, and then you know you work on it year on year. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, one of those kind of uh, seasons where Estonians seem to just dominate the league. They've done something unbelievable. I know you might be uh, happy to hear that, but 18 bonus point victories from 18. But you were very much the, the best of the rest. Today it's going your way. Thoughts on the game today? Yeah, um, I think we're probably just a small bit unlucky to maybe be 10 points ahead, intercept uh, Troy for Bruff, and uh, I feel like we could have squeezed maybe a score out of it. But, uh, yeah, very tight game. Ruff are certainly putting up against uh, against Gary's. Um, great day for rugby. So, we'll just see how the second half goes. But, you know, I think fitness, uh, the fitter team, I think, are going to come out on top here on a day like today. Uh, any thoughts on uh, who's going to be the hero? Who's looking to be informed so far? Um, I, I'll, I'll go with my old buddy, the captain, Kev McGrath, there. That's, you know, he might break something down and hopefully pick up something on the way. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with him. He can thank me for that later. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to move over here very quickly uh, to another one of your uh, adopted guests here, another Scaries man uh, with a, a good history in the game, despite being a couple of years younger than the other guests we have here. Yeah, sorry, we're stuck here. Having a oh, microphone. Too close to holding. So. No, it's fine, it's fine. It's, it's fine, fine. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Uh, Hugo Lennox, uh, member, of course, of, of Scaries Rugby the whole way up. But uh, probably better known in, in recent seasons for your exploits in the sevens fields. Yeah, I've um, been playing probably only sevens now for uh, the last three or four years. Um, Scaries is where I learned my trade and where I was coached all the way through youths. So um, no club other than Scaries to thank for that. Of course, uh, you're well used to venues like uh, Sydney or Hong Kong or Dubai or uh, Cape Town, some of these beautiful uh, coastal cities as well. Uh, how do they compare to the venue here in Home Patrick? 
nothing beats home, Patrick, um, especially on a day like this. There's, there's better sunshine here today than there, there ever is in Sydney, so um, no, unbelievable day here in, in uh, Yeah, the Giles, don't be <laughs> Unbelievable day, I'd only love to be out there with the lads. Uh, in terms of, I suppose, the reality of day-to-day life for you as a member of the, the Irish 7 squad, obviously it's a professional contract, so you're not able to, to stay involved with the club on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis like here. Um, would you swap it? Um, no, I wouldn't swap it, but yeah, on days like this when the club's absolutely ram-packed, the sun is shining, the wind isn't blowing that strong for once, um, you, you'd just love to be out there, um, and Ross, I'd say you'd, you'd say the same. Absolutely, yeah. That answer probably tells us that maybe Scaries isn't quite as attractive as Sydney and Hong Kong and, <laughs> and, and Dubai. In terms of the, of the season, though, at the Sevens, we might as well only have you chat a bit about that. Uh, how, how are you enjoying it? How's it going for you? What's the mood in the camp like? Yeah, it's been an unbelievable season. Um, I think probably got off our best start ever, um, and the competition is just rife throughout the teams. Um, there's only two tournaments left now in Toulouse and London next weekend and the weekend after, and it's still anyone's game. Uh, we're probably just out of contention for Olympic qualification at the moment, so um, our probably focus turns to the end of June where, where we look to qualify through Europe. Excellent. We're listening. We're about to get back underway here. So uh, we thank you and the best luck for the rest of the season. Cheers. Thank you. And we'll go back here to Killian, uh, who's going to rejoin us for the next uh, 40 minutes or so as both these sides uh, prepare for their uh, biggest 40 minutes of the season so far. It's 20 points to 10 here in favour of the home side. Scary's lead, two tries in the opening half for them, one from Brough and... uh, Two penalties versus one as well. So 20 points to 10. 100% record from the tee for both kickers today. And it's Bruff who are playing into the seawall end here. Uh, will restart. And that ball is nice and high. No mistakes from the restart this time. And it's Scaries who claimed that well. And it's put to ground by Bruff as we look to go again. Killian, your thoughts on what the next 40 minutes has in store for both these teams? Well, it's- the next 40 minutes will decide who plays in 2B next year. It's as simple as that. And uh, obviously, I think Scaries will be the happier side at half time. Uh, but, you know, they've got to close it out. Uh, they've got to strike the balance between moving Brough around and putting pressure on them and, and obviously not giving away any silly errors. But uh, Owen Karen has just kicked long down on the clubhouse side. Brough moved the ball back in field. And a good run here now from the, the Brough defenders. That's an unbelievably big tackle. Uh, that's going to leave some bodies feeling yeah. the, the hurt in the morning. But it's that uh, man again, Mikey Sherlock. It's a phenomenal tackle, but uh, both men up and doing all good. Bruff still in possession. He did well to retain possession from there as uh, Jack O'Grady uh, now protects the ball. He's recycled again through O'Reardon. And he fl- Bruff have a penalty advantage. Not sure yet. Looks like a penalty there at the breakdown. Uh, that's been cut out of his hand. It's going to be pulled back for that penalty advantage. And the ref is going to have a, a word with one of the scariest players, it seems. Yeah. Uh, potentially. No, he seems to be okay. No... Uh, no concerns about any cards, but he's just going to have a quick little word uh, with Scary just to remind them of uh, what the rules are. Or the laws, should I say. There's no rules oh, in this game. Laws, laws. So let's give a shout out to some of our listeners. We've Barry Connolly, the Connolly family in Toronto. We've Mick O'Keefe in Botswana. We have Joe May and Garrett Early on a boat somewhere in Denmark. Both have missed touch. They have, and it's given the opportunity to Ron McKay to send that right back down the throat, and he's turned the. Uh, 
cover at the back and looks to be number eight Killian Ray slightly unorthodox position for number eight to be in but he's turned well and he feeds it inside to his uh, full back who kicks but that's not going to make touch either and it's not even going to make much distance and it's well worked but it's going to come the end I think both teams knocked it on there I'm not quite sure the ref will just let that go but he has it's going to be Scaries who come along again and a good kick across field but maybe just angles a little bit wrong there from Paula Lachlan it's going to be a chase on here but it looks to be won by Bruff in fact it's won by the ball and the ball has crossed the dead ball line yeah. and it's going to come the whole way back yeah we'll come back for a scrum but Bruff will be disappointed with that because you know you go back they had that penalty in the halfway line and you, you said there are no there's no wind in Scaries there's always a wind in Scaries and you can see just just probably should have taken maybe four or five yards off that kick just to make sure of touch and uh, Scary's kicked really long and deep and uh, I think it was, it was Johnny Cleary who had to go back and, and it, you know it was literally on his own line uh, so um, Scary's will be the happier with that they've got a scrum 30 metres in from the left hand side non-clubhouse side I'm oh, sorry Bruff have there's a knock on there's a, there a scrappy passage of play at the, at the, at the, the tail end of that but uh, from a from a territory point of view, Brough will be unhappy to to have lost territory following you know the fact they had that penalty. Uh, good push from Scaries there, and they've well worked that from the back of the scrum and O'Reardon with a nice little pass, and that's been pushed out into touch, and it's going to be advantage Scaries from the lineout because uh, I suppose they just ran down a, a blind alley there. Yeah, really, he could see what he was trying to do. Uh, O'Reardon he does look a nice player, so he tried he tried to make a half break and, and and actually just put the ball out the back of his hand. Uh, but it was Davy Goodman was on the wing and uh, was, was well able to snuff out any threat. So now scares of a line out ten, on the bluff 10 meter line. You can see Paul Collins is back into play. He's going to go into the centre. There is a player coming off there. I can't quite grab the jersey number as he comes off but it's uh, I think it's one of the centres and they don't oh, have well stolen by Scaries and he just read that really really well number 8 Killian Ray he just intercepted that short line out uh, and it could be advantage Scaries completely here but the ball has been recovered by Bruff and it's been a serious pressure put on here by Scaries as they push on they're, they've lost possession but they're just shy of the of the try line Bruff making a bit of yards for themselves and it's going to come back on their end Bruff again looking to get the ball back and clear they do get the kick in, they get it clear, it's going to find touch on the far side, but uh, worrying moments there for Bruff as they yeah. uh, test the strength of the marquee on the far side. They do, the ball's on, the, on top of the marquee, but uh, yeah, there was a clever line-up move from Scaries, they, they, you know, they, they faded to go to the back, and actually they just threw it short uh, to the front of the line to Peter O'Neill, who, di- who didn't jump, he just caught it in a standing position, and then he broke up that left wing. Um, so yeah, <coughs> again, Scaries are playing more of the rugby, and are playing it in the right part of the field. Yeah, they lead by 10 points here, 20 points to 10. And another good uh, play there at the line-out from Scaries, although they've been pushed a little bit back by Bruff, but they've peeled off the back and they've got a bit of space here now as they go forward. Approaching the try line, it's going to come back to Pete, or to Owen Caron. He gets the ball wide. Bruff combining there to tackle the player coming through. I think it's uh, Paul O'Loughlin on the far side. And it's now inside to number 12. That's Mikey Sherlock again. Uh, he's swallowed up again by two Bruff defenders as it comes out to uh, Dara Lowndes, who's come on as a replacement. Uh, I think that was Paddy Faywell, I think. Uh, but Scary's now. Oh, there's been a change in numbers, five, of course. Five metres out from the from the line. Great pickup by Paula Lachlan. Inside Tom to Cormac Murray. Takes it under, the, under the sticks, 10 metres out. They attack from left to right. Uh, he's Owen found Karen, a gap. Owen Caron finds a gap. There's a great opportunity there for Scary's. 
but they've knocked it on unfortunately yeah. and it's going to be a relief for Brough um, they've been under pressure for the last five or six minutes they really needed that opportunity to clear the lines yeah it, it's the story of the game really you know Brough have been you know Scaries have had more of the possession and, 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 and more of the territory but that's the thing about Munster teams and teams like Brough they will defend so having the ball and having the territory isn't good enough uh, you're going to have to you know capitalise on the scoreboard which thankfully Scaries have done so far um, but I, I wouldn't say Brough are necessarily happy to defend but they're, they are they're comfortable defending but you will think um, as Ross McGauley said at half time that fitness will, will play a factor here and if you, if you try and defend for 80 minutes you are going to get fatigued yeah, it's uh, it's been one of those days, and I think it's a, a heavy attrition rate. We've seen a couple of the the Bruff uh, pack have to make way already in this game. Uh, of course, rolling subs means that we might see some of them coming back on for the closing stages uh, yeah. if if the game gets to that point. But it's tight at the moment. Ten points the difference as Bruff try and clear their lines, and that's another effort. Does find touch uh, and a good clearance from them. Uh, I think it was Andy O'Byrne in there. With, uh, just put boot to ball and sent it out. Uh, yeah. As uh, it's going to be a Scaries lineup just on the 22 meter line, and Scaries really have had the upper hand for most of this game. But that intercept try really has given Bruff hope and a bit of it's kept them in contention, it's kept the game alive. Yeah, it's given them a foothold in the game because without that score, you know, the scoreboard could, could in fact be 20 points to three, which would be a very different story. But Scaries go to the back. Get it. It's a good rolling ball there from them again as they try to break free, but they're tackled well by Bruff on the far side, and another ball out through the lines as uh, Paul O'Loughlin feeds Mike Sherlock and he's uh, well tackled by the Bruff defence uh, lovely little kick through little rubber attempt and it's going to be another breakaway attempt here as he sends the ball down and ref has seen something it's going to be a penalty yeah. to Scaries uh, obviously I think they were probably playing advantage they possibly were aware of that uh, Scaries just tried to grubber a ball through it was a, it, it was a foot blocked by uh, by a Bruff player and it looked for a minute as if Bruff were going to break away again perhaps and get another uh, score against the run of play but it, it, instead the referee is calling back for a penalty up, directly under the posts uh, and again you would expect Ronald Mulcahy to, to capitalise uh, and move the scoreboard potentially out from, to 23 points to 10 Yeah so uh, Mulcahy you would expect a player of his uh, ability to uh, see this as bread and butter and just convert it uh, about just inside the 22, straight in front of the posts. Uh, it's the kind of thing you'd have an under-14 or under-13 out practising. Well, they all have to be kicked, but uh, certainly on the evidence of today and, and through the season, you would certainly expect him to kick the ball down towards his own house. So he he, uh, he knows the direction, he knows the wind, and uh, uh, yeah, he- makes no mistake. So 23 to points to 10, and uh, good reward for Scary's pressure. And they now lead uh, by that 13-point margin. So, uh, as we see, a couple of subs coming in here for Bruff. Number 20, Connor Fitz, has come in. Um, and two players just making their way off. I can't quite make out the number. It's the blank jersey. That's Sean Hartigan. We were warned that there was a blank jersey on their side. So, Sean Hartigan and Connor Fitz uh, come into the action. Well, teams have, are allowed to have 23 uh, players in these playoff games, so they, don't, they tend to run out of jerseys. So yeah. it just shows you it's an amateur game, and uh, we just have to get on with it perfectly. Yeah, uh, Brough only 22 jerseys in the bag. 
So uh, it's a knock-on there from Scaries on that restart, and it's an advantage for Bruff now to, to build something, maybe to try and get themselves back into this game. 13 points is the difference between the two sides at the moment. And Bruff need to uh, get a score just to keep that uh, scoreboard in tack just to yeah. they don't get too far behind at this stage yeah well obviously by definition they're going to have to score is yeah. it? you know if they want to get but you, I, I understand your point <coughs> you know, they certainly need to score next uh, because you know if, if there's a, it's a 13 point game if, if Bruff were to get a 7 pointer then it becomes it comes back to a one score game but certainly if Scary's going and move the, the scoreboard on then it becomes a difficult task for, for Bruff to hold themselves back into this game yeah it's Ref just resetting the scrum there. Again, we've had a few issues with scrums and we've seen a few penalties awarded against Bruff. They'll be hoping not to uh, infringe the laws of the game at the moment. They have the advantage here. Just outside the Scaries 22, they'll be looking to uh, to build something here and get that scoreboard working in their favour. It's been a while since they uh, tacked on that try in the first half. As Jake O'Reardon, the under-19 international Cap gets the ball, but it doesn't actually come as far as Killian Ray picks it at the back of the scrum. And uh, now Reardon finds number 13, Jack O'Grady, as he goes again, this time outside to 22. Uh, Paul Collins finds the winger outside. That's a good tackle there by combination of Dara Lowndes and another one of his scariest teammates. And they come back now, and we see Sean Hardigan pushing through. O'Loughlin out to number five, I think. That's Tom O'Dwyer, one of two sets of brothers on the team, his brother Kieran at prop today. Uh, good work and a little bit of a gap there and he's put it up for a cont- contest in the air on the sideline and it's well caught by 14 Shane Duggan yeah. and out of nothing Bruff have got across and they've done it twice now it's a fantastic score from them it's a very good score it was uh, it was actually Paul Collins he looked up he's a clever player he he, he played scrum half here in the last game against Gary's but obviously Jake O'Reardon plays today but he, he he's come on a couple of times now and um he, he just took a moment it was, it was a split field situation and Scaries had just come up the outside defenders had come up and he just paused for a second and he put a lovely little chip just right in front of us here in the corner uh, furthest away from the clubhouse down at the seawall end and uh, it was Shane Duggan did really really well because the ball was in the air there was a Scaries defender there but uh, he won he won the aerial battle and, and did very well to control the ball and managed to get it down so the score now is 23-15 and Paul Collins has this conversion which is way out on the right-hand touchline into the seawall end. Duggan is just getting a bit of attention here as Collins seems to have scuffed that one a little bit. It's gone to the right and wide. Yeah, it was a difficult, difficult kick in fairness. But again, that will give Bruff. It just keeps them in the game. It, it gives them oxygen. It gives them uh, energy. And, uh, you know, in fairness, it came from a, from a good scrum that they had. Um, but... You know, it's an eight-point game, even though Scaries have been way more in the ascendancy for the entire game. Eight points, of course, important. It makes it more than a single score as well. So, Yeah, it is. It is. You know, obviously, it's, it's still a two-score game, but uh, there's plenty, plenty of time left on the scoreboard, or, or you know, on, on the clock. So, again, it just gives Bruff a, fo- a foothold. And the one thing you'll say about Bruff is that they will play all the way to the final whistle here. They won't, they won't give up. They've returned that uh, kickoff now. Uh, nice back to halfway. It's going to be a, a line out on the far side to Scaries, just inside the bruff half, a yard or two inside the bruff half, and uh, they'll be quite happy to have cleared that territory as well. Yeah. Go. Game is delicately poised now because I think you, you, you know for the people who are watching, um, you can see that Scaries are playing all of the rugby, have all of the possession, and, and, and Bruff are just living off scraps. Um, but. 
Scaries would like to have been further ahead at this stage. Nice little burst through there from Scaries off the base of that mall, but uh, they go again. And it's Karen outside here to O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin, unfortunately, has given the ball out, but it's been dropped by Kevin McGrath, the captain. And he just sits a little bit dejected. He knows that's a mistake. Uh, hands the ball back to Bruff. But the ref is now uh, getting involved. A couple of lads uh, maybe need a bit of a conversation uh, with each other. And the uh, ref is now going to sort it out. Two lads just maybe... A little, little, little bit more than uh, just a so pleasant to, conversation. Get to know each other. Get to know each other and they shake hands yeah. and uh, on we go. So nothing really in that. But uh, We I won't guess, name names to protect the guilty. No, but. exactly. exactly. But, uh, yeah, I guess guys, they've just gone a little bit flat now. That, that score, I think the Bruff score has sort of, um, you know, just sort of stopped Gary's in their tracks a little bit. Um, just a mishandling there in the midfield. And so now Bruff have a scrum two yards inside their own line more, more or less in the middle of the field slightly towards the non-clubhouse side but their scrum has been good and let's see what, what Jacob Reardon can do here Reardon with the, the ball getting ready to put in he feeds the ball in and uh, we've seen a lot from the number 8 at the back uh, but this time it's Reardon traditional from the base of the scrum and he finds it outside now that's really good effort from Bruff as they go through and it's well held by Bruff on the far side looked like it might have gone forward in fact it did go forward uh, referee has indicated it's going to be a scrum to the home side yeah. and it, was, uh, it looks as if Paul Collins has now gone to 10 so they, they attacked and uh, the, the Bruff centre tried to just turn the ball back inside to one of his own support players one of the scariest players got him, got him in between and I think the ref deemed that it was a, a sort of a, it had gone forward yeah, so now uh, it's going to be an opportunity for Owen Karen to put the ball into the scrum. Uh, we've seen a uh, rough struggle at the scrum in stages. Uh, ref has penalised them three or four times now uh, in the 50 or so minutes, 55 minutes or so we've played. As uh, Karen feeds the ball into the scrum. Very little movement in that scrum, but a good heave there from Bruff and they've come away from Scaries and kick through from um, O'Loughlin as he sends the full back and where Scurry and that's a really good ball right back but it might just go out of touch on the far side it's not going to quite get the distance it did, does indeed I think the ref has uh, the assistant touch judge on the far side has said it went out on the f- over the end yeah. dead ball line it's going to be brought the whole way back that's a that's a, disappointing a, I think it's touch in goal so it's, it's a line out to Bruff from where the ball was kicked the yeah, bro- they both think it should be a scrum, and, and, and my first thought was that it would be a scrum, but it... the ref looks to be. There's a bit of, there's a bit of confusion. There's no TMO here, unfortunately. There's plenty of advice from the sideline, but to my mind, that should be a scrum back. The, Paul Olock didn't kick the ball. It was, it was a, it was a, it was the right decision, uh, but again, that that breeze just took it over the uh, the dead ball line. So the referee and the. The assistant referee are adjudicating whether this would be a, a bruff line out or a bruff scum. In any event, it's it's uh, you know that we're right there. Bruff now are right back, and they're halfway between Scary's 22 and 10 meter line. So kick was just slightly overcooked, but it felt like the right thing to do because Scary's have, have sort of moved the ball. But it seemed to side it seemed to almost settle on the line, so it really was inches probably in that yeah, being losing was. 60 yards in the field. Yeah. See what the final decision is. I'm giving away my age now with the imperial measurements. 
it's okay. Given the day that's in it, all things uh, British celebrating on RT today, we can uh, we we'll go as far as uh, inches and, and yards. We mightn't go uh, any further than that today, yeah. but it is what it is. So it is a, it is a rough scrum <coughs> because the, the, the scariest player pulled off and kicked the ball and it went over the dead ball line. And of course, the rule there is that you come back for a scrum. So <coughs> yeah, so scrum now to rough just out. The officials getting that uh, correct in the end, having a little conflab themselves. Just double checking the rule book, I'd imagine, or the laws. I wouldn't say it's uh, the most common of situations. But it comes back on the far side, and Jake O'Reardon now with the ball at the base of the scrum, and he goes again. Good burst through, and he almost threw the tackle book, taken down uh, Andy O'Byrne there. Uh, student to the teacher, and it's been a foul. It's going to yeah. be a penalty to Scaries, but an interesting dynamic there. Um, the pass from Jake O'Reardon to Andy O'Byrne. Uh, they're, they're in the same environment Monday to Friday. One of them is the teacher and one of them is the student. It's, a, it's an interesting dynamic <laughs> when you play with your teacher, but it was, a, it was a good break and actually really good work at the breakdown uh, by Josh Erickson to, make that, that, to, to force that penalty because Andy O'Byrne had sort of, he sort of felt a half break, had gotten through the gap and... Uh, Really good work by Josh Erickson, only 19, fantastic player, fantastic prospect to win that penalty. And it was a really important penalty because Bruff are just get, you know, getting a little bit of a foothold back in the game now. And now Scaries have a line out in front of the clubhouse. And it's well won by Scaries, and they've brought the ball back down into the mall and back to the hooker who's at the bait at the back of the mall and come around the side. Legally, according to the referee, seems okay. No. Does have the hand up, but it's more in terms of. Uh, offside then a, an advantage and it's going to be a scary trying to skip hop and a jump through the Bruff defence but the Bruff having none of that it's back at the base again to uh, the out half who finds his midfield partners at, out the line as well one in the line by Darrell Lowndes but he just uh, gets hoovered up there and a knock on unfortunately from Scaries and just Oshin McKean unable to keep yeah. possession and it's going to go back for the advantage yeah a long advantage played by the referee but as a penalty advantage they tend to play them for longer so uh, Scaries, Scaries attack just ran out of steam but uh, 8 points up 20 minutes on the clock you've got a reasonably kickable uh, opportunity from inside the other half just inside the other half do you go for the corner do you go for the post well we'll find out it looks as if Paulo Lachlan is going to kick for touch it's, it's on the halfway line over to the right so it's it's, it's probably just outside Ronald Mulcahy's range so instead Paul O'Loughlin has put in a very good kick and now Scaries have a, a line out it looks to be 10 metres out from the Bruff line in front of the newly established marquee for the day yeah it's a real festival atmosphere we've talked about it here uh, numerous times through the, the broadcast but uh, it's a lovely day for AIL rugby and a lovely day for any kind of outdoor sport just to have uh, all generations we've, we see them here the kids are here the, the grandparents are here uh, it's just a great day out for the whole family really at the, the rugby today yeah everyone's here and again so Scaries are driving this line out again won very well by Josh Erickson he's been imperious in the line out today and Scaries have got a rolling mall on now it's a great push and real momentum being built here by Scaries just taken down and it's recycled outside it's an open gap there uh, three or four rough players close up on Paul O'Loughlin as he goes for the line but it's going to come back on the scary side and they get a chance to have another go here uh, trying to dig it out there and a great a reverse yes. pass and a lovely little pass there it was coming I think it was Ushin McKee who fished it out of the of the uh, the body is on the ground and I can't quite see who finished it potentially Darrell Lowndes I think it's Pete O'Neill it's 
Hard to see from here. I think it's Peter O'Neill. But again, good reward for Scaries. A really, really good maul. They mauled Brough back 10, 12 metres. And uh, Paula Lockton had an, an initial go, brought it to the line. And then at the breakdown, Owen Karen just stepped to the left, put the ball back in behind him, a la Peter Stringer. And I think it was Peter O'Neill who finished it off. But uh, that's a big score. It takes the score out to 28-15 with a conversion to come, which you would expect to Ronan to get and that will probably take it to 30 points to 15 and that's a you know that feels like a big score in, in, in the context of, the, of this game yeah of course uh, only 15 minutes left on the clock as well plus whatever stoppages we might have uh, but Mulcahy here with the conversion he's had a good day off the boot so far and this indeed does split yeah. the post almost perfectly from the angle we're at it's absolutely dead centre of the posts and yeah. uh, it's now a 15-point lead. It's a three-score game now. It, is it a bridge too far for yeah. visitors to, to climb? Or is that I've, just tempting fate? I've played against and coached against Bruff many times over the years, so I would never, ever write them off. But you know, 15 points is a, is a big, big lead. And, and uh, Because Scaries do have control of the game. They've had more of the possession. So I think if they just learn to or just, just sort of play this game out, um, play it down in Bruff's territory... They're in a great position. Paul Collins now with the restart and he drop kicks it right down into the scariest half. Lands on the 22. Well claimed there by uh, number 13, Kevin McGrath, the captain. And he just sends it right back to sender into touch on the far side. Yeah. Rough toy with the idea of taking it short, but not really an option. Uh, Scary's up nice and quick to to cut that out and yeah. it's going to be a rough put in just around halfway yeah I mentioned it before but you know, Kevin McGrath and Mikey Sherlock are uh, you know, for 2C level are outstanding centres and the fact that Mikey is even playing today given his, his knee injury tells you everything you need to know about that man and that family uh, but they're very very powerful centres well won there by Palmar, the captain on the other side for Bruff today, uh, trying to lift his charges as uh, they try to get back into the opposition half. They're just on halfway now, they've managed to bring the play back and they go again, a good tackle there, maybe a, a hint of a high tackle but the ref allows play to continue. And a nice little reverse pass there by uh, Paul Collins into Connor Fitz and the ball coming back inside Bruff, just pushing it through the phases now, recycling the ball back out and it's good strong play from the Limerick side. As Collins again, a nice flat pass right across, creates the opportunity for Hartigan there to come into the line and get those few metres into the line, five metres inside the, the half now. It's long, long work, and unfortunately for Ruff, it's come to an end in terms of possession on that time. It's a foul. Referee has seen something. I'm not quite sure what it was. You might be able to shed yeah, some light on that for Scaly. So, so you can see that Ruff are, are mixing it up between you know going wide and then you know, they'll play that more direct game where they take it through the centre. Uh, and on that occasion, Scaries just resourced the rook well, and uh, it was a you know it was a clear penalty. He was the Scaries player was in the dominant position, had his hands on the ball. And looks to be Hartigan looking for a bit of attention. Just uh, hasn't got up from the tackle just yet. Uh, so we have another stoppage in play here, and it's it's one I suppose that Bruff will be quite happy to maybe try and get an opportunity to regroup here and, and take a look at maybe what they can do to reduce the deficit. 15 points, the gap here in Scaries. They lead 30 points to 15 against the visitors. Bruff, of course, that would go with league form. Scaries did win the two games this year. They finished second in the table. Bruff came here having just pipped them into the, the, the semi-finals. It's been a good year for, for Bruff, even if they don't get promoted today. Yeah, I spoke to Nealis Coe here when, when and they played here in, in the league and, and at that stage they were outside the top four, but they, you know, they felt they had a chance 
Uh, and obviously last week was a fantastic win for them to go to Gold Agents uh, and to beat them and, and score the number of tries that they did. But it feels today so far it might be just a bridge too far and, and as you say Scaries were you know have been very consistent in this league over the last couple of years in Stonians as we said were passing through uh, a remarkable season from them but it it feels like Scaries are, are, the, are the next sort of best and it would be deserved recognition for all of the work uh, and you know you, you even talked to Ross Magoli at, at half time who's been a magnificent servant so it, it, it would be a fitting reward but you know, you've got to go and, and do it on the scoreboard, which thankfully they are so far. Substitution now for Scaries as uh, John Healy comes into the action and he replaces, you might be able to identify him, I can't see a number yeah, for this. Yeah, Barry Murphy has gone off there, so Barry, again, Barry's uh, had a long career here in Scaries and it's, uh, he's had some tough days with injury and it's, uh, it's great to see him playing well. And a kick there from Scaries goes down into touch on the far side a great effort from Paula Lachlan sends uh, the advantage to Scaries they'll have to put into the line out down the far side just on the 22 metre line as they look to uh, put a nail in the coffin of this game for one time only they're 15 points ahead at the moment about the same number of minutes left in the game Bruff have scored uh, a couple of times against the run of play so don't write them off just yet as they make a really nice break there that's a good burst from Peter O'Neill uh, the try scorer just moments ago as he uh, creates a bit of space for Scaries they recycle it again and plenty of bodies outright if they can get the ball out to them but they've switched it to the left and uh, that's got an overlap on the outside a good work down there and it's in the hands of Davy Goodman who's making headway towards the line but just caught short of that about 10 yards short of the line as it comes back inside Scary's now uh, making tracks on the far side of the field but they've uh, infringed the ball and it's going to be a penalty to Bruff and an opportunity for the Limerick side to clear their lines it is yeah but again Scary's are playing all the rugby and again it's all coming from the line out platform uh, Josh Erickson has won time, ball time and time again uh, and that has given Scaries a great platform. On that occasion, Peter O'Neill broke off, and you know they're 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 putting in a lot of pressure on Bruff. They they were ultimately turned over, but it's um, you know Scaries are still playing all the rugby. Uh, line out here to Bruff on the near side as we're standing at the far side as the as the clubhouse is concerned. That's well won by Scaries. They've won that against the head, and yeah. that's Ericsson again. Great turnover. Inside now to O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin feeds that ball into, it looks to be Oshin McKee, I think, on the far side. As it uh, comes back for O'Loughlin again at, at half. And a nice kick into the corner, but it's, oh, it's been fumbled. And it's grim kick through from Mike Sherlock. He saw the Bruff player on his own. Didn't probably expect to get that kind of a reaction. But uh, unfortunately for, that, for Bruff, it's uh, been knocked on. It's going to be a... a scrum for Scaries in a very nice attacking area yeah again Scaries just sort of Mikey Sherlock on that occasion split field just decided to put boot to ball and it looked like he just perhaps overhit it but it was straight at the Bruff player who uh, who juggled it unfortunately couldn't catch it and ultimately to knock on and uh, again you do feel that Bruff are just beginning to maybe run out of steam a little bit it might not be their day course we have to remember that Bruff have lost a couple of the first line players through injury in the first half uh, fairly heavy attrition rate in the first half some big heavy hits went in there and they've yeah. lost a couple of players and yeah. that's going to have an effect on a, on a small rural club as well it is well they've obviously had to rejig uh, with some of the players in some of the positions and uh, it is it is difficult and obviously they're playing away from home as well which uh, 
is a big advantage to Scaries. Free kick free in kick there. Scrum here. Not quite sure what the infringement was. Uh, looked to be uh, Owen Karen tried to put the ball in and had to have a second go at it, but the referee saw something. It's going to be a free kick, and uh, will we see a quick tap and go here from? Yep, and Cormac Murray will take it. He's, he's got the ball at his foot, so he'll take a quick penalty. And he, he goes like a battering ram straight into the rough defence. He only knows one way. It's a fairly good way, to be fair to him, as he comes back and it's uh, well worked back again by Scaries. And they recycle that ball outside. Oh, nice little reverse pass there into the hands of Mikey Sherlock. Good combination between himself and Paul O'Loughlin. They know each other quite well uh, as it comes back outside to Kevin McGrath, the captain. Uh, he's been reasonably solid today. One or two handling errors, but overall he's been really, really good uh, in the midfield for Scaries. Um, a lovely little break there from the scrum half, but he gets caught by the sk- uh, bruff scrum half and it's a few yards advantage but we're back on the scary side again good tackle there from Bruff just to force them back a yard or two and the ball outside there O'Loughlin outside to oh a lovely little reverse pass there from Mikey Sherlock into oh I can't make out the numbers on the far side there but it's been knocked forward I think by someone from Scaries and uh, the ref has actually said it's been uh, knocked forward the other way ball did hit the ground but Scaries do have the ball and an advantage here for that knock on and a lovely little interchange there. I think oh, that was a... Referee deemed it was forward, but Scaries are playing all the rugby again. You saw Scaries go right from right to left. Mikey Sherlock turned the ball back into David Goodman, uh, and the ball was recycled, and Oshie McKee very nearly got on in the right-hand corner. And uh, again, Scaries recycled, came back, but they're putting huge, huge pressure on Bruff. Now, talk to us about that situation, Killian, because we had this a knock-on in the corner from uh, Bruff maybe 25, 30 seconds ago, mm. and then the second knock-on in the next phase or two of play has resulted in a rough uh, scrum a few earlier in the game we saw where the ref probably played a minute maybe 70 seconds of an advantage yeah. is that at the discretion of the referee it how is, does that work yeah it is uh, well it is at the discretion of the referee ultimately and um, I think the difference is that you see pen- referees play longer advantage for penalty than they do for scrum. So on that occasion, you're right, Bruff did knock the ball on at the, at the, at, in that ruck on the far right-hand touchline. But because Gary's played two phases on, the referee obviously told the players that advantage was over. Uh, and, and, you know, unfortunately, then Gary turned the ball over. So, yes, there's definitely a, a distance. It's it, 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 yeah. Sorry, we're just making a little adjustment here. Just to get the microphone, just to get a, more in uh, Killian's line of sight. And uh, we are back... For the last uh, few minutes here, I make it approximately uh, seven or eight minutes. Killian, I don't know if you uh, have a, a clock on it yourself, but yeah. uh, it's running out of time for Bruff as they trail by 15 points here. 30 points to 15. Uh, 15 points, the difference between the sides as Bruff in possession, trying to get out of the 122, and Hartigan becoming a bit of a battering ram himself on the far side. Good work there from Jake O'Reardon at scrum half. He, he finds uh, Connor Fitz, but he's swallowed by a couple of Scaries players in the tackle and Bruff again making those hard yards they're breaking a good bit of ground here but it's all very very tough uh, two or three Scaries players hanging out of every single Bruff player when they get possession but they've managed to get up to the 10 metre line just shy of halfway O'Loughlin again outside and unfortunately that's just a loose pass from looks to be Paul Collins in there and just ahead of the winger and it's going to be a, 
lineup, but there's again more handbags coming in, and we're seeing that edging into the game. Maybe as the as the result becomes a little bit more confirmed, a bit we're going to frustration. Gonna... Yeah, there's a bit of frustration, and obviously, uh, you know, Brough are finding it difficult to, you know, to get out of their own twenty-two. They put some passes of play together, forcing the ball. <clears throat> you know, pass a loose pass just went over the touchline. I think the scariest crowd kind of cheered it, and that does frustrate you as a player. But uh, look, I think it's been a it's been a very clean game so far. Referees just having a word about captains just to tell his players to not to do anything silly because uh, you don't want that on a day like a day like today. Looks to be Sam Deering coming back into play. Uh, he's replacing. Uh, can't quite make out the red uh, scrum cap here. That's Cheddar. He's gone off. Karen Leonard. Uh, it's going to be a early introduction now. Uh, overshoots the runway a little bit there but it's going to fall on the rough side and well recovered by Bruff uh, but they've a very lovely little break there for, for Bruff as they try and break through the, the channel but it's going to come back out on the far side as Bruff go again and again we have Paul Collins he finds a man outside him but he's well hoovered up I think it's uh, Jack O'Grady and Scaries have been very solid in defence throughout the entire game today Bruff have been made work for, apart from the one intercept try they've been made work for absolutely everything yeah no it's it's Brough are finding it very difficult to uh, to break this scary defence down and of course when you're in the lead and it's, you're in the final you'll defend like your, your life depends on it Collins again just seems to have the, the the field at his mercy when he has he just seems to make time that others can't quite find out there yeah he's made a difference when he went to 10 so it's a penalty here to Brough in the middle of the field on the halfway line it's, uh, they really do need to score very quickly to have any chance of course uh, we spoke to some of the, the Bruff officials before the game and they were at pains to point out um, the origin of most of these players and the, the heritage of most of these players but a squad of 23 today and 20 of them have come through Bruff's own academy which uh, given it's a small rural club in, in Limerick outside of the city it's uh, it's a testament to I suppose the structures within the club and how accomplished they are for a club in that kind of like Bruff is a small place it's mm. not a big town um, but for them to be able to sustain an AIL team both in terms of numbers and players and coaching and finances it's a big big deal for them to be involved in days like today oh yeah no, they're an amazing club Bruff and you know you'd, you'd have to remember they played in one day and they've won the you know the Munster Senior Cup. And in many ways, Scaries and Brough are, are remarkably similar. On both sides, the vast, vast majority of the players are homegrown, played mini rugby, uh, and it's, it's great to see. Yeah, just to go back to the play here, there's a breakdown just outside the Scaries 22, and it looks to be a penalty to Scaries. Ref just having a, a chat with a very frustrated um, Pam Arr, I think, or maybe it's Johnny Cleary just having a frustrations with the referee. It is indeed Cleary, yeah. Uh, you can just see those frustrations beginning to just boil over a little bit as we approach the, the end yeah. of the game. And it's understandable. Uh, you, know, you can see that Perth came here, they brought a huge support with them, um, and you know, they, they felt that they had a chance of winning this, and it just, just hasn't quite gone their way. I think uh, you know, even Perth people would probably concede that Scaries have been the better side and are, are deserving of that 30 points to 15 lead that they currently have. Yeah, it's good line out there from Scaries just on halfway. Ref is uh, happy with it, and it's going to be a, another opportunity to maul that ball as they are facing a fairly resolute defence. But they get around from the side, and it's a good tackle there from Collins as he draws that particular attack and wins possession as the ball not released by Scaries. Yeah. 
And now uh, Colin's just making his presence felt to... Uh, it was Owen Karen. He might have, Owen might have had a little bit of advice for him. Uh, so... Collins, there's no messing with uh, Paul Collins and he finds touch there again, around the same as the last one, just on halfway, it'll be there put in, as we see two more players enter the fray, one with no number uh, as we, for uh, and Ben McKiernan Ben McKiernan, yeah, he, actually the numbers have changed from the, the programme, so you I've, I've mentioned Daryl Lowndes what, what a performance he, he, a lot of people won't have known, but he has damaged his knee pretty badly in the semi-final it was a huge doubt for this game but uh, he, uh, he's made of tough stuff and he's had a massive influence on the game today good line out from Bruff there back in the hands of Collins and he's lovely to skip pass out to the centre and now it's the hands of Jack O'Grady as he tries to find the gap through the Scaries defence but just uh, well marshalled there O'Loughlin oh sorry O'Reardon cuts inside a nice little effort kick through but ends up being knocked on I think there in possession it's going to be a penalty to uh, Bruff and they've Jake O'Reardon has taken it quickly and he feeds number 13 Jack O'Grady outside him back to O'Reardon O'Reardon looking to release another Bruff attack and he does so but it's gobbled up by the Scaries defence again Collins he's a great distributor of the ball Collins on the Bruff side and he's created that opportunity there for that break for Andy O'Byrne and he's got, got good yardage up through the middle of the field He's just on the 22-metre line now as they continue to push forward. I think that appears to be Palmar, the captain of the team, as the ball gets recycled back into the hands of Sean Kilbridge. Back outside here now. You've said Kilbride all day, and I've said Kilbridge, because that's what's written down in front of me, but uh, do you know which one it is? No, you, we'll, go, we'll go with yours, Bethany. Well, either way, we're talking about the same player, we are. Sean Kilbridge. It's one of the few times that... So Andy O'Byrne in this game it's, you know, again I'm, I point to that centre partnership for uh, Mike Sherlock and, and uh, Kevin McGrath it's, it's, it's not a coincidence that since Mike Sherlock has, has gone off that uh, Ruff, the first thing they did was make a break straight up the middle he's, he's a magnificent defender you can see Ty King and Boyle, Boyle coming on now number 23 number 20 also enters the fray Number twi- uh, it's uh, Paddy Finn on my list but I think the numbers may have changed no I think that's correct yeah I think that's correct so certainly certainly Tig is on the wing Tig King Boyle can't miss him big man as you mentioned it, it is amateur rugby and uh, the simple practicalities of a of a jersey fitting a guy uh, the jerseys come in different sizes different numbers tend to be certain sizes bigger uh, and number three is always going to be bigger than a number nine for example yeah and it was interesting talking to the, the respective managers beforehand they made that sort of very practical logistical point to us that actually you know we, we don't have tailor made jerseys so sometimes we have to switch the numbers but uh, Owen Karn has le- left the, the game he again had a big influence on this part of the famous Karen family and uh, Scary seems to have a player down here just in front of us. Yeah, I think it's Cormac Murray. Again, he's had a big, big game. But uh, yeah, the game is en- en- entering some of the dying embers now. Uh, it looks like we'll have a, a night of celebration here in Scary's. Yeah, 15 points the margin here. Of course, we haven't given the score to you in a while. It's 30 points to 15 here in favour of the home side. Of course, we'll have a match report uh, for those who've only joined us late. So you can get a full roundup of all the stats, figures, and a full match report at the final whistle here on the finalwhistle.ie website. And yep. uh, 
Fair play to the final whistle. It's a fantastic service, and uh, I think people really appreciate the coverage that final whistle give to the league and games like this. Obviously, a lot of people are here, but you know, a lot of people aren't here, and it's great to be able to up, to up update them. Niall Murray, club stalwart, is in Denver. No doubt, somewhere posh in Denver. But a lot of people are very interested to uh, to see how this game would would pan out. There's a couple of good Irish bars in Denver. I hope he's listening to us from there. If it's Nallans or uh, Celtic Market on the green, uh, it'll be... Uh, or Celtic on Market as well, two uh, fine yeah. Irish pubs. Know it well. Yeah, we must call out Justin Scanlon and Rory Dempsey. Both down under again. Great stalwarts. Cormac Timothy from the Jersey, the Channel Islands. It's a good spread from all over the globe uh, here to celebrate what will be looks more and more likely to be a, a fine victory for Scaries, uh, but Brough still not quite decided yet. And a good work there from Collins. Uh, he get he does recover well there, and he's just trying to find a gap through there. It looks to be uh, the substitute for them who's come on late and a big batter around there. He's dropped the ball though, number eighteen, Eamon Costello. And unfortunately for Brough, that attack comes to an end. But it looked like they had potential. You talked about the changes that have been made. Scurries have rang the changes in the last four or five minutes and it has created that little bit of space that Brough looked to exploit now. A little bit. And in fairness, we, you know, we said what we did say about Brough was that they will play to the final whistle because that is the team that they are, that is the club that they are. And, uh, you know, they're, you have to hand it to them. They haven't given up. It, you know, it just hasn't gone their way, but I think they, you know, they will probably... Except that, you know, Scaries have been the better side today, but they're a proud club, um, and you can see them, they're playing right to the final whistle. Yes. Yeah, so intended. <laughs> well, we take every pun that's coming our way. Uh, about, eight, about 10 or 12 metres shy of the Scaries line, and it's uh, Scaries put into the scrum, and substitute, uh, might, it's a different number than the one I have on the front of me, the scrum half that's come in. Yeah, it's Paddy Finn, yeah. Paddy Finn, okay, as, as advertised. And number 20, Paddy Finn uh, prepares to... His first put into a scrum of the day, and it comes nicely back to the number eight, but it's going to be a penalty, and another infraction there at scrum time from Brough, yeah. and the game kind of finishing up as it, as it started, really, at scrum time. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, Scaries have had, have, have had dominance at, you know, set piece, particularly line out Josh Erickson has been absolutely fantastic at, at a touch, but at, at scrum time, uh, they've been very solid, and again, they got a penalty there, and... Uh, as you say, the game is, is, is it's, uh, coming to its conclusion and uh, it looks like Scaries are destined for Division 2B. John uh, Sherwin appears to have uh, entered the fray now. Yep. Replacement prop. He'll get his run out today as well. And uh, it's a line out here for Scaries. And they prepare for, well, one there. And they've brought it back down into the mall. Uh, Finn makes his way towards the back as Scaries push on. The mall has collapsed. And it's going to be Finn who goes through for the ball, gets it out there nicely to O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin inside, uh, blank jersey. I'm not quite sure who that is. Daryl Lance. Again, Scaries have the advantage here. Brough to collapse them all. Yet another line-out win from Josh Erickson. And Lachlan has put that ball perfectly over the head of the, the full-back. And it's going to be a... Well, second attempt he gathers it. And it's going to be an effort to return it here. But yeah. Scaries have uh, applied the pressure well there. He's a very good kick, so he'll do well to run that back. He's run it back to sort of... At the 22. And uh, again, Brough, they've shown that from the very, very start. Regardless of the score, regardless of the position, they want to run the ball no matter where it is. Yeah, they, that's, that's the Brough philosophy. They play good, constructive rugby 
from the first whistle to the last whistle. But uh, unfortunately for them, it just hasn't been enough today. They've knocked the ball on there as well. And that indeed is the final whistle of the game. And uh, it's a great day for Skerries. It's also been a good day despite the result for Brough uh, to be in that position. And I suppose Bill from a sixth place finish last year fourth place this year with a playoff final they'll come back again next year as strong as they have done this year they fought from start to finish but it's really been scary's day today yeah it's been scary's day and you know i think this is you know this is as we say this has been coming for a number of years and uh, so it's it, it's fantastic to do it at home it'll be great celebrations but you know bruff can feel proud of themselves and they are a great club and you know they will come back and build but i think today there was there was one team who who were going to win and uh, and that was scary's Absolutely. Well, listen uh, to Killian Keane for uh, joining me today for commentary. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Of course, uh, a legend in your own right. Uh, I won't. I won't rename some of the steady, steady. some of the welcomes you got as we walked around to our commentary position here, and uh, some of the comparisons to commentators uh, in other codes. But we let, we let that go. Uh, but it, obviously, it's been an, a great day for Scaries in terms of the performance, in terms of the results. Uh, Great days ahead next year in 2B. Plenty of uh, yep. trips to the likes of Dungannon, although they were playing today. I haven't heard the result from that yeah, game just yet. Yeah, big games on today. Shannon, Highfield. So, you know, the league, it's in a very, very exciting day for the league. No doubt your, your colleagues will, will feed those results in. Uh, but, yeah, you go to 2B and you, you play different teams and you travel. Uh, and that's the beauty of the AIL yeah we will uh, try and get the the latest scores here just before we finish up uh, from around the grounds uh, if we just wait for them to refresh here for a second in front of me but um, from Scary's point of view will they have this same side next year can they expect to be uh, competitive in 2B is that the plan next year yeah I, I, you know that's the one thing with Scary's that you know players tend to play here obviously you know young young people these days want to travel and you know some players travel to even in, even during the year so you will have players come and go but there is a very good nucleus uh, of, of players you look at Josh Erickson Ben McKeon and like they are probably the, the future of this team over, over the next couple of years and the mini section the youth section is very strong so they will you know players will always feed through but we just tend to have what we have in, in the same way as Brough have, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we'll just run through the... Some scores yeah, I have the final scores here in all the games, all, all full times. Shannon uh, preserved their Division 1A status. They won 32-12 comfortably enough against Highfield in the end. Blackrock College are back in Division 1, or at least 1B. They uh, overcame MU Barnhall uh, 29-21 in that particular game. That's the second back-to-back promotion for Blackrock yeah. College. Yeah. Uh, an alumni, of, you're an alumnus of no, the school? No, no, I went to school here. Oh, <laughs> Apologies, I, I, my research was off. Um, Scaries, of course, 30-15 against Brough and UL Bohemians preserved their 2A status. Uh, they have beaten Dungannon 20 points to 16 down in Limerick. So not all bad for the Limerick rugby community today, no. but not to be for Brough. Killian, it's been a pleasure for joining me. To the lads who joined us at halftime, to Hugo Lennox of the Irish under uh, the Irish 7th side and uh, Ross Mc. Magali, yeah. uh, who joined us as well. Apologies, Ross, I forgot your surname. Uh, but it's been a great day. The team's capping each other off, and it'll be a good evening in Scaries tonight. Will, Thanks for joining us. Full roundups on everything at finalwhistle.ie. Uh, best of luck to all the teams in their promotions, uh, uh, and we'll be back uh, next season for another exciting season of AIL Rugby. Talk to you then.